Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Final score in Paisley, Celtic 3, St Mirren 0. Celtic had the challenge of winning four games out of four before going into the winter break, and they've done exactly that, scoring 10 goals, conceding just one. This is Tino with the Final Whistle Show, joined here by James and Brido. Brido, come to you first, your thoughts on tonight in Paisley. Great performance, great performance, good way to kind of finish off uh, a difficult period. You know, we had some tough games in there, um, and... Both individually with players and then collectively as a team, I think we're starting to um, build something that looks pretty decent. And if the additions come in in January, then hopefully that'll uh, that'll lead us to the to the last two trophies that we can win. Yeah, that's the challenge. Brad, you're saying a wee bit horse to you. Did you ever cook the goose during the holidays? <laughs> Some may say. Some may say. <laughs> Not for you to say. Uh, James, your own thoughts, obviously, um, really important to follow up Saturday's win with all three points tonight. Celtic have done that, but don't we spare? Yeah, that and also just the the pressure was really on them the last four games before the break here. And I meant to mention after the Rangers game, I think the way the players have responded has been really, really impressive. And they're a team that collectively, for a number of years now, have turned up when they've been needed. And it was just so important, these four games, I suppose, what we're looking at as fans is splitting the problem in two. First problem was to win your next four games and finish strong, finish in a comfy position in the league. And then to turn to the board and say, right, we've done our bit, the players and the manager. It's time for the board to do their bit. So they've got the space now, so they better get their fingers out and deliver. They do have. So it's now just about three weeks before the next game. We play Bucky Thistle in the Scottish Cup on the 21st of January. So what about now? The second. So... More or less three weeks for the board, the recruitment team, everyone behind the scenes to now support Brendan Rodgers. You, you know what he can do when he's got a you know a full, strong quality side at his disposal. He's had some bumps in the road. He's not without fault in his first six months or so in the job, but he's he's managed to see off the big challenges no less than than Saturday there as well, James. But um, we'll focus on this for now. We'll, we'll catch some different shows between now and the bucket. That's the one where we'll certainly cover the transfer market and everything going on there, but. Um, in terms of the lineup, then we were looking for consistency, and apart from that one change at centre half, we've got that. So Navrocki stepped in for Stephen Welsh. Were you happy enough, James, when you seen the lineup? Yeah, no real surprises. You know, we, we knew, unfortunately, Welsh had taken that knock. Um, thanks, Arthur Johnson. Um, so just hope to get some decent news that he'll be back, kind of at the, at the start of the resumption of the season. Um, Nothing else really standing out. It was a team we expected and, you know, 
they, they showed exactly why they were picked with the start we got off to. So, yeah, happy with that. Yeah. Proud of yourself? Happy enough with the team? Yeah, because we've been crying out for consistency. So, you know, some changes, like you said, they were, you know, through necessity. That's fine. That happens in football. Um, they've actually done okay. Um, we could talk about them maybe specifically later on. But, yeah, I thought... Uh, they looked like a team that was starting to just Bernardo and uh, O'Reilly in particular, building those partnerships that we've spoken about for the last couple of years. You know, they, they do take time. Maybe, maybe we're, maybe his fans were too pushy for it, but um, it certainly seemed like it started to click, which was great. Yeah, right. Obviously, a lot of the energy goes into a, a result like Saturday's. All the the tension before such a game, maybe the release of tension after the game, all that kind of stuff, and. Celtic so got a big, big job to do against Rangers at the weekend, and they managed to do so. How do you go from that as a player, you know, the, the build-up and everything around it, to then go to Paisley, to far less glamorous surroundings, smaller crowd, cold time of year, all that kind of a stuff, head maybe halfway off on holiday, I'm sure some of the players going for a break. How do you go from, you know, from the high of Saturday to the, the business that you need to take care of tonight? With the reality of knowing that that's what it takes to play for, Celtic, I think players that have done it and been there, and your Callum McGregor's, you know, experience of Joe Hart, Greg Taylor, even as well, you know, they've been there a long time. Through those players making sure that the new ones aren't, you know, Bernardo had a great game. He could have been in a high after Saturday. He's a young player, young guy. Perhaps he could have, you know, let it slip and let it, you know, not perform well. It's those other players around them that keep them honest and, and the manager. Obviously, the manager's leading leading that group of players, uh, and it's up to him and the experienced players to, to 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 guide the young ones through. But what, what I think a lot of us thought could have been a tricky game today. You know, St. Myrna are a decent side, and they've proven that um, this season. Um, and yeah, so to come through that the way we did, um, you know, I don't think we could ask for much more. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, really good performance all round. And before we continue with the match detail and the, the reaction, just a big thank you, of course, to everyone who's joining us on YouTube Live. Always great to see so many folks join the shows here. And as always, we encourage your questions, comments, you know, feedback, all that kind of stuff as we continue to chat through the game. There is one comment, James, that's come in. Um, class performance, Taylor, excellent, backs up everything that Bride was saying. Something else as well, which I think is relevant from Geronimo here, who says something, I think he means something has clicked big time. Is that how you feel, James? Obviously, momentum's important. We've spoken about this inconsistency we've had in terms of lineups. We've now more or less named the same team for four in a row. Do you think, albeit we're going into a break, but do you think something has clicked for Brendan Rodgers' players? I thought the exact same thing during the game. Um, I really did think that you know the players were playing Rodgers' style, and there was about I think we were three up at this point, and it was slow, patient build up, and again, it's kind of. Hard to watch, but within that slow patient build up and second phase, third phase, we had two or three excellent chances that only the goalie um stopped from becoming four, five, six now. So maybe there's a wee bit of education for me as a fan and for other fans that yeah, it, it's not kind of just like charge at the goal, it's, it's patient, it's possession focused. But what you're doing is waiting till that clear cut chance comes, and when it does, they're then instructed and trained to just take it and, and they took their chances for the first three goals they were un unlucky not to add to them so I totally agree I think something really clicked tonight and maybe even clicked over the last you know three weeks or so 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. Brido, it's hard, isn't it, when you when you go from two years of Ange ball and, and everything that brings, it's exciting football, it's it's high tempo, it's high scoring, it's, it's swashbuckling, to use a term that James uses a lot. And any manager, Brendan Rodgers or otherwise, or otherwise, is going to bring in his own new style. That's just the way things go. Different managers, different approaches. And I think there's maybe a lesson for us as fans, or, or, or I'll certainly say for myself as a fan, that you just need to be patient and accept that a new style is going to take some time to bed in. Add into the mix, you're losing key players, potentially your best players, guys like Hatati, Abada, Carter Vickers at times. It wasn't going to click on day one. You know, Brendan Rodgers came in in the summer there. It wasn't going to be free-flowing stuff on match day one, two and three. It was going to take a bit of time, but the signs are there uh, over the last two, three games especially that we're, we're starting to get there. And that should only improve going into the end of January. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's why there's a feel-good factor after Saturday's win and then obviously after tonight. Um, we maintain a, a gap at the top. Okay, it's not been great in the last few games before that. Um, but we've, we've maybe got, at that stage, there was more questions than answers. And perhaps after the last two or three games, four games maybe, we've actually been able to find more answers than questions. So with the likes of Bernardo and... Um, O'Reilly's partnership in there, that gives us confidence that if Hattati's not available, you know, it's also freed up McGregor to do Callum McGregor type stuff. Um, he's not perhaps getting shifted around to do two jobs or, or one and a half jobs in a game. So I think it's when we say clicking into place, I think it's just those people are in the right role, doing the right job, and that then allows other people to, to grow as well. It takes the pressure off players like Yang who come on as a sub and actually look pretty decent because we're not actually saying to him, you need to go win us the game. He's coming on at a period of the game where he can actually just find his feet a wee bit. Um, and, and listen, we've seen some shockers from him, but we've also seen glimpses of pretty decent football, pretty decent wing play. So um, as fans, yeah, we can be a bit knee-jerk, but we're allowed to be. That's, that's that's we're allowed to celebrate the way we celebrate, but we're also allowed to be, you know, a bit angry or disappointed when that comes across in the same measure. So, uh, I trust the manager. I trust the manager a lot, and I trust that he'll get it right. Uh, and he's openly said that he needs more quality. So, it's over to him and the board, like he said, and the recruitment team to go and find that quality. And then he doesn't have any excuses if it doesn't work. But I'm quite confident that he gets them in and does exactly what we all think he can do. Yeah, and let's see who we can bring in over the next few weeks. Um, James, we've talked about things starting to click. Let's go back to tonight specifically. It's taken about 54 seconds for things to click. What a way to start. Well, I barely sat down. Um, I was just uh, getting ready for the game and before you know it, we're, we're one up. It's just, that was the first of many moves like that tonight. Just really slick passing. I think we caught some cold a wee bit. They maybe weren't expecting something quite so pacey. Um, it's falling to Dyson and you're kind of going, he's not my usual one-on-one -on -one guy and the kind of age-old saying in football is you can't pass or strike the ball through players. But he did. He kind of struck it through the goalie. It was kind of semi at him, kind of between his body and his arm. So it wasn't, you know, world-class finishing, but goals are goals and he got himself in the position. So we're off to a flyer. Yeah, as long as it finds the back of the net, James, that's that's all that matters. Um, Brido, the main man in the goal out with Maeda, of course, was Matt O'Reilly, as always. Um, what was the start that he's now had something like 19 um, goal involvements for Celtic this season, maybe 17? Um, plenty anyway uh, is the answer. That's his 100th game for Celtic. 
and I think it was Chris Sutton who made the comment, the guy must have eyes in the back of his head because he takes the ball with his back to play in terms of where Maeda was. And out of nowhere, he just plucks out this pass and it's it's one now Celtic. It's classy stuff from O'Reilly. Uh, I mean, he's, he's done it since he's came in, really. We've, he kind of hit the ground running. We could all see that he had quality. He was still young. He was finding his feet in Glasgow. Um, but he's the one player that makes those passes, you know. Um, and they're the ones we need when teams are sitting in, you know, with their banks of their defence. That, that's the type of thing we need. And that's the quality. We all say players, can, everyone can pass the ball. Everyone can, you know take their time and pass the ball, but he does it with one touch, two touches. That's the difference between his level and say, I'm not going to say Bernardo because he looks like he perhaps he could climb and reach that too, but perhaps other players that we've seen um, in, in the country, not just our team, they, they can't do that and the team struggles. Uh, but he's just on the half turn. It's, just, it's, a, it's not just making the pass, it's a beautiful weighted pass and it makes it easy for me to... Um, to nearly miss it, but uh, it goes in, it goes in. It's that's what counts. So, and and his numbers are pretty impressive. I believe that he's the he's the highest goal involvement in the league. He's ranked first for that. And for a central midfielder who's not, you know, necessarily banging in loads of goals, um, it's 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 great for us to have that weapon. And you know, and obviously we'll go to his goal after. But the fact that Bernardo and him were both in five yards of each other in the penalty box, um. We've not had that throughout the season. So the goals will keep coming, I think. Performances that will keep coming as long as those two and Hatati obviously gets involved. As long as they start and keep making those runs into the box and finding those passes, I don't think we have anything to worry about because nobody can compete with that. Yeah, Bernardo and O'Reilly Brado, they seem to have paired up very well over the last few games. And, and again, like a lot of things, that's only going to get better. You then get Real Hatati coming back into the mix and... That's going to put real pressure, but it should improve everybody across the board. Uh, you'll have heard this stat, uh, 100 games for Matt O'Reilly, James. Um, interviewed after a game. Smart lad, doesn't get drawn into too much, but hits out with the quote that you only get one life and you've got to make the most of it. Do you agree? I definitely agree with that. I mean, we're talking about you know the afterlife and stuff. We're talking about football and Matt O'Reilly. Uh, I remember we had a chat about Jota last year at some point and said that Post football career, he's going to be some sort of philosopher because he, he's yeah. that deep a thinker and he, you know, he kind of gets into some heavy detail on stuff away from the game. O'Reilly's the same, but the, the big plus, you know, kidding aside, is that he's a guy who just continually wants to improve himself. He'll move on from Celtic at some point. He wasn't getting drawn on the question tonight. Um, I don't think it'll be January. It may well be summer, and if it is, it's two and a half years at, at Celtic and a brilliant two and a half years it would be. Yeah, I mean, we've been blessed with him. Mean, you know, when we talk about development players, O'Reilly arrived as a development player, but a much further down the line development player than some of the ones we've signed in the summer there. Um, even Bernardo, I would, I would say to that. Um, I think we have. We've probably got about five, six months uh, tops left of him, and he'll, he'll make his move in the summer. I don't think he'll go in January. I think we'll come under pressure in January. But I think he knows that he's, he's in a good place just now. And, you know, there's definitely a connection for a forum at Celtic, and he'll want to finish on a high, and he'll want to finish, you know, with another um, league title in, in his pocket. So I'm not too worried about January, but you never know with the board. So, um, but you know, great for having, great to see how he's developing. I mean, I think when you look at him and the likes of McGregor speaking, you're looking at future managers for sure. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, so he's got his assist for the first goal, 54 seconds in, as I say. He's then got his own goal uh, around about six minutes. It's brilliant from Bernardo. The guy's clearly grown in confidence. Um, got his first couple of goals for Celtic over the last couple of games. 
It's a brilliant turn in the box. Gorgic is very close to him, but he knows he can't touch him or it's a penalty. And he rolls into O'Reilly's path and, and the rest is history. Great start to the game all round. And Celtic were absolutely flying at that point. Yeah, I mean, the, the football, and I think just what Brian was saying, they're both in the box now. And before, we were seeing one in, one out and stuff like that. So they're obviously working on that. But they're both, you know, I would say Bernardo's taking a while to show us it, but he showed he's an intelligent footballer, or really we already know is. So you get two intelligent guys in the box there, you know, even close together. They know where the other one's going to be and they know where they need to be for that ball. Sutton made a kind of comment that his first touch wasn't the best, but see the fact he'd let it come across his body, he'd created that space so he could take a, you know, just slightly less than perfect touch. And then he was right on top of it and he's, he's buried it straight between the goalie's legs. And, the, you know, like I say, the goalie had a great game. So to be finishing like that for a goalie who's on form, it was a lovely, lovely goal. Yeah. At that point, Brian, it was very enjoyable to watch. Celtic are cutting cutting them open. Uh, Marcus Fraser, you know, getting a tough time out in the wings. Lots of stuff going on. And you're actually expecting it maybe to be three and four at half time. But generally speaking, just very enjoyable. And I think mostly because we've not seen much of that this season. We've huffed and puffed at times and games like today, I think we'd have struggled with maybe only four weeks ago. There's something definitely happening at Celtic and it's it's brilliant to see. What about some of the individuals involved, Brido? We've touched on Bernardo, O'Reilly. thought McGregor was very good once again. Navrocki's come in, uh, obviously, out the cold on Saturday. He came off the bench for Welsh and he starts tonight. He'll face far tougher tests in terms of his defensive work. But what do you think in general about how he carries himself? I think he's very, very good with his passes forward. He plays firm early passes forward, which helps us with the build-up. Um, I don't think he's fast, which is going to be a problem for him for Celtic. We, we like to play a high line, um, so I don't think it's, it could. To be fair, it could be a bit harsh that he's only played a bit of football, so he's maybe just not as sharp. Um, uh, there was one that he kind of just kept dropping back off, back off, back off. I don't know why he did that, but um, but his performance on Saturday and his performance tonight, I don't think he can have any complaints about it. Um, he's quite aggressive, which I like, um, and he's reasonably assured. So yeah, on the ball because we. Celtic defenders in most of the games domestically we will have a lot of the ball and they need to be brave with that. If we had a brilliant pass forward for Kyogo's goal to O'Reilly on Saturday and he's playing those passes tonight as well um, and Scales has been doing that as well so we've got two and obviously Carter Vickers we know what he does um, so if we're looking at Navrotsky being part of our squad um, you know if you've got Navrotsky and Welsh, Carter Vickers and Scales and that's your four centre-halves that's not overly bad. You know, it's not overly bad at all, I don't think, based on what we've seen from them all. Um, some folk might argue that Welsh has had plenty of chances and he's not good enough. But we need to remember at Celtic, we're not going to be able to go and spend a lot more money on a defender for him to sit on the bench. So, uh, but I think he done. I think he done well and I think uh, he deserves to be in the mix if Carter Vickers or Skills uh, aren't available. I think he deserves a, a, a chance to compete. Uh, and, you know, if he keeps improving, like we've seen, then hopefully he can maybe challenge for a first-team place. But I just think, based on what I've seen with the pace, uh, that's a bit of a slight problem for me. It, it might be, and we'll keep an eye on it. But, James, certainly no worries about Navrocki on the night. I thought he was pretty good overall. Listen, pretty much everybody, everybody to a man. Uh, were very good tonight. I do think Arthur Johnson's a bit off the boil. I think he's he could do with the break and he'll get the break and let's see how he comes back. Another guy who's 
causing debate, there's no getting away from it, is Louis Palmer. I'm a huge fan. I think you and I have chatted through on a few shows about that. His numbers are very good so far for the season. And if you just looked at things on paper, you'd be pretty pleased with it. But there's no doubt he's been a wee bit off it in recent games as well. And he does have the ability, well, he's got the ability to score brilliant goals and, and make brilliant assists. He's also got the ability to really frustrate with some of his set pieces, you know, booming corners out the park and, and free kicks as well. Where are you at on him? Is he just young and consistent winger? Is, is that all it is? Yes, it's a funny one, you know. Um, I'm a great defender of Abadas when he comes under a bit of flack because his numbers just don't lie. His numbers are ridiculous. I think Abadas reading of the game is excellent. He knows where he should be and he knows where, you know, he can sniff out opportunities that others can't. Um, don't see as quite, I don't see Palmer's been quite as cl- clinical as that. Um, and some of the stuff he's playing is just, I don't know, like he's. He lacks a bit of concentration sometimes. And I mean concentration when he's on the ball, going for a goal, not concentration when he's off the ball. So, yeah, young guy, development. Um, he's got a long way to go, is all I'd say. But <sighs> numbers from guys like that are going to win your leagues at the end of the day. You know, I, I can sit and say I'm, I'm frustrated by him and that was garbage and this and the next thing. But if he's putting in the numbers that are clocking up and clocking up week by week, those are the ones that will put you top of the league and I'll have you there at the end of the season. So... We have to persevere and see how he can develop. If he can develop into more of a an all-round winger or if we start to employ him a wee bit in a 10, then I think we'll maybe see the best of him. But in the meantime, he's, he's clocking up the numbers, like I say. Yeah, he is. I think he's quite been the same since he got the braces off when he came at first. He had the, the teeth on a bit away. But teeth are looking great, but the form's kind of dipped at the same time. But I think he's a talented boy. Um, and he's had that bed and in period as well. He was signed towards the end of the window. He'll now be getting used to Glasgow life. He's had his first Christmas here. He's he's one for the Instagram and all that stuff, but he'll be settling in. He'll enjoy the break as well. Whether a guy like that goes home or not, I don't know, but he should, you know, like a few of the guys we've mentioned there, we should start to see the best of him towards the, the second half of the season. So I've got no big worries about Palma in general. I think he's a very talented guy, but more consistency is required. And I, I think that Brendan Rodgers is the kind of coach that will start to get more from him and various others. Um, the other big talking point, lads, about the first half was obviously the sending off. It's happened just before the break. I don't know. In real time, I thought it was a wee bit heavy. I wasn't sure if it was if it was going to be called up. It turns out they have gone to VAR. And I, I don't want to see a guy sent off for something like that. I don't think there's any malice. But I think if we're going to be going to the rule book, which we have to do, Brido, it's it's endangering an opponent. It's you know it's it's taking a big risk putting your foot as high as that. And I don't know if the refs get any choice but to do what he did and, and send them off. Yeah, because as soon as the referee goes over, the first thing they show is the still of the boot straight legged, and I think that's the, for me. It's the, it's been the straight leg with the studs up, and then he's out of control. He's not got control of what he's doing, and um, he knows where the goalie is. You know, so there's a part of me that that then says, yeah, it's a red card. Um, but then, for those that played football years ago, you know you're not, you're not expect you're you're told to be brave, you're told to challenge the goalkeeper, you're you're told to put your boot in. You know, it's difficult for me to then say that oh, is a red based on what I want football to be, but unfortunately, football's not like that anymore. Um, and maybe some people will say for the better. Uh, and uh, I, I, it's I'm kind of with you, and it's like. Yeah, it probably is a red, but do I want it to be a red? Well, yeah, to help us win the game. But as a football person, yeah, 
I don't even know really. That's that's genuinely my honest. I don't. You look at it straight leg, kicks his face, nearly took his head off. It's a red card already, actually. So there we go. Yeah, I think so. James, any complaints about the red? Absolutely not. I mean, I said at the time there's zero intent from the boy, but intent isn't part of the, the rule book, you know. There was no malice. He wasn't looking to injure Joe Hart. He was just putting himself in for the goal. But you know, the reason that's a red card is we need to have those kind of tackles removed from the game because it puts people in you know, serious danger. If, if it was an inch to the left, you're looking at Hart's eyes and stuff like that, you know. So it could be really dangerous for a player. So I, my only kind of regret on it was it would diminish the contest, I thought, you know, because I thought even at 2 0, St. Byrne were, were working really hard. I saw who was the ex Celtic boy that was captain tonight? Marcus Fraser. Um, Fraser, right. After about 20 minutes, he was roasting his players, and I think he got a reaction out of them. So, you know, they, they were finishing a wee bit stronger, and I thought, you know, make a good contest the second half. And the, the red card certainly diminished that. So, but there's absolutely no question it's a red card. I know something was defending it, but that's about a striker's union there. I think it is. I, I... Out with Sutton, I've yet to see anybody say it's not a red. And even you can call it a harsh red, you can call it a whatever red you want. It's a red, and that's the bottom line. And you're right about Hart. You know, you've got to protect the players at the end of the day. And you'll have seen him come off. He's got a couple of stud marks just yeah. on his cheekbone and a couple of inches further up than it could have been in real bother. And I think you've just got to accept that challenges like that are no longer part of the game. Maybe maybe you get away with them, Bridal, back in the day, but you don't get away with them now. And I think it was the right call. Um, James, to your point, it does change the contest in terms of, you know, did they just come out and just sit with, you know, a five and a four in front of the ball with their goalie behind that? But actually, the turn of the break, St Man had a go at it and they were probably most dangerous early in the second half. Yeah, you know, Stephen Robinson's a good manager and they had to be because they knew they would flag, you know, they would have done their tank by 60, 65 minutes with all the extra running they'd be doing against a passing team. So it was no surprise to see him come out of the traps, you know, fast and strong. But it it was the the tiredness that got them in the end. You know, they just didn't have much left to to give. So it's just the way it is. Yeah, Brido, uh, your man Yang. You mentioned him. He comes on uh, fairly early in the half, fifty-five minutes. He came on for Palma. Not Palma's day. Um, we've covered him in a bit of detail. Um, he'll continue to get better, and, and we'll see how that goes. But Yang comes in. And you're absolutely right, whether it's been Yang or Mikey Johnson or James Forrest or, or any of these guys recently, they've been coming on at nothing each or even at 1-0 down or 2-0 down against Hearts and told, go and win as a game, go and, go and get us back in the game. And that's huge pressure for a winger. And listen, I know that's why you're there, that's your job at Celtic. But if you're bringing in a development player, which I think Yang very much is, it's far better to be bringing him in, 2-0 up in the 55th minute of a game like this and letting him go and relax and, and, and do his thing. And he had one or two mistakes. He ran the ball out of the park once or twice. But actually, generally speaking, he was driving the team forward. He was very keen to get to the byline. And he looked far more confident. And he actually looked like he enjoyed his game. Yeah, I mean, he's coming on with less pressure, obviously. And that then hopefully means that he can enjoy himself and be a bit more expressive and not have to be scared of getting the ball because he was scared of making a mistake rather than being confident and courageous and actually impacting the game positively. Uh, so, yeah, if, if Celtic fans, if we're sitting there and Yang is our first choice winger to start games, we're in a, I think we're in a better situation then. You know, that's, we shouldn't be in that position. We shouldn't have been in that position before. We know we get injuries and things like that, but, you know, for me, Mikey Johnson shouldn't be in the equation at all. Um I know he scored two goals last week, but I'd put one of them down as a 
OG for the goal. It was that bad. Uh, I don't want to stick it to your man here, Tino, but yeah, he's just, he shouldn't be playing for us ever again. But um, Forrest, again, Focal Argus shouldn't be there either. You know, he's done his time, he's done his bit. And the, and, the, and the squad players should be these players that are getting the game time to come and improve and get better. You know, Jota had a, uh, in his first uh, season, didn't play every week. You know, he he had time off the park where he could come on and influence the game and grow confidence and understand what it's like to be a player in that position for a club like Celtic. So um, that's where they kind of, a lot of the a lot of fans that I speak to anyway, their annoyance is that we put ourselves in that position um, by not having guaranteed quality. Now, Palmer's maybe just a bit further ahead in his journey whether people like him or don't like him, his numbers are pretty decent. Um, but when he's bad, he's really bad. Um, you know, his delivery is terrible. But when Yang comes on, he takes it and he is direct and he does make the defender take two or three yards towards his own goal. He does get to the byline and he does try to put the ball across the goal. And that should benefit the likes of Kyogo um, or, you know, Maida, if he's up there, even Abada, who's on the other wing. Uh, to come into the back post, as well as Bernardo, O'Reilly and Hatati, because they're getting in the box as well. So the more we get the balls in early and have runners into the box, then the more goals we'll see. But we just weren't doing that for a, for a part of the season because players like Yang, just don't, they don't have that um, confidence yet to go and impact the game from the start. You know, people say Michael Johnson is a good sub. There's a reason for that because he tend to come on when we're winning. <laughs> like, so yeah, I think it's okay having guys like that in the squad. And if they, if we keep seeing improvement, then by all means, well then he could come in next season, and we could all be saying, you know, what's another wonder signing we've plucked from the middle of nowhere. Um, and then again, alternatively, it could be mince more than he's great, and then we all say, you know what, he shouldn't be here. Put him out on loan, and we never see him again. So. It's up to him to do what he done like he done today. I thought he was quite positive today and I thought he, he impacted the game as best he could. So, yeah, I think he's okay for that type of role for the club at the minute. Yeah. Brider, that's quite enough Mikey Johnson negativity from you. We'll move on to James very quickly. Um, James, you've obviously got a situation even just a few weeks ago, though, where Maeda and Abada weren't available. Those two guys come back. We know what they can do. They've proven it over the last couple of seasons. So it's quite natural that Mikey Johnson and James Forrest find themselves back down the queue and you bring in Maeda and you bring in Abada because these are guys that not so much Brendan Rodgers' time so far but certainly under Ange you know they can be trusted to do a job and return you those numbers and it's just the pecking order it's just the way of things now and Yang obviously finds himself somewhere in between and I thought he played well you know a decent bit of confidence tonight and again you know he'll benefit from half an hour here, 40 minutes there, starting the odd game, but not every week. And I think that's the way to deal with these players. How do you think he done in general tonight? I think like most, you know, he just very positive. You know, he wants to go at the defender. That's that's his move. He's, he's not looking to step inside like Palma is and, you know, get the right foot on it. He's looking to go, guys, hit the byline, get his cross in from there. He's probably fairly two-footed for me. I thought he was really... Really decent play down that wing. But then he had his, like you say, ran on the ball to the park. One or two of his crosses were a bit high-wide high wide and handsome. So um, you're going to get what you get, developer, but a development player. But I think, to your point earlier on, we're now getting to an almost perfect um, situation where you can have... I think, you know, if, this, if, we, if we were two weeks down the line playing a game, probably looking at Maeda and Abada starting and Palmer maybe coming on and Yang coming on 
then you're looking at a, you've shifted that that barrier up. You know, the quality line has just gone up there. And when you add Europe into the mix and these guys having to play against European teams and getting their confidence dented, that's why you can't sign development players to play in the Champions League because the, the quality you're up against is just too high. And it impacts on the player's ability to develop because they think, oh, maybe I'm not good enough for not even just Champions League level, but SPFL level. And that impacts on league form and everything else. So a shambles from the recruitment team in that regard, but hopefully lessons learned if we ever do. But we're now in a great position to start developing guys in league games, in the games where you've maybe got a couple of goals on the board. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy how it's going. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, when you look across the board at the summer recruits, we'll, we'll take Nat Phillips out of the equation, right? I think he's away back already to Liverpool. There's eight guys, which includes Paolo Bernardo's loan deal that have come into Celtic. And I don't think everyone was saying Yang doesn't have ability or Navrocki doesn't have ability. But we understood that these guys, you know, weren't ready to turn up in match day one Champions League. And that's just where Celtic have found themselves due to, I think it is poor recruitment. We've all agreed that Project signings are fine if you're peppering them with two or three ready-made signings and two or three experienced guys. That allows you to bring Yang in and out. That allows you to bring Bernardo in and out, Thiago home. Guys that we know can play a bit, but shouldn't have been thrown into the lines then the way they have been so far this season. So, again, I think it, you know, if Brendan Rodgers manages to avoid more injury troubles in the second half of the season, it'll just allow him to play these guys and bits and bobs and drop them in when required. And I think that'll get the best out of them. And maybe we'll see the best of them in season two or further down the line and we'll see who we can get in terms of experience stuff across the door in January but promising signs from several guys and and Bernardo's one of them James uh, mentioned that he's obviously just done on loan just now lots of chat whether you'd keep him or not that can go to the back burner for a few months we can revisit that towards the end of the season but for the here and now the guy's really turned it on the last few games and his assist for Greg Taylor's goal is sheer class it really is I mean he's he's turned it on quite late you know he's only really really turned on we saw flashes of it in Europe but then it was maybe it was a fitness thing I mean it certainly feels like it was more of a fitness thing where he was getting European game time but then getting straight out of the squad for the next league game so they were just maybe managing his his fitness levels and getting him up to speed for you know our game is, is a fast game in Scotland so just getting him right for that but even before he put that ball in for Greg Taylor he was so unlucky himself and um, working it through in the box and then being on the end of it and it's a, it's a great save for the goalie, just to, yeah. to the goalie's high tees right. But then the ball and for Taylor, and to, to have to say, Taylor did a great game. Funny what a January transfer window can do for your uh, motivation levels. <laughs> so, because everyone's talk is left back and he's like, barely my, barely my thumb in here. So he's um, he's had a great game on the back of a great game on Saturday. He's making all the moves. He's, I think, started the move. Bernardo's got the ball just not... Not perfect for him. He's got a lot of work to do. He's got to let the ball come across his body. That's, that's a lot of technique there. So he was showing his, his midfield um, skill set that he, that he had as he was a younger boy. But it's an absolute peach of a goal. You'll not see too many in the season, but I was delighted to see that one. That was a brilliant finish and he was getting a bit of grief uh, in the lead up to it. Quick question, James. Would you pay six million for Bernardo? Is it too early to say? Six? I mean, it's maybe just too early to say. I'm kind of going... Show me two or three more games, like the last two or three, and I'd probably be there. I mean, I think I wrote them off three weeks ago, so um, shows you what I know. But six, I, I mean, we we can't we can't be looking for Celtic to sign six million pound players, and then a player turns up like he has, and he's now starting to show his his skill set, and then scoff at the price. 
because the money's sitting there in the bank. So as long as the, the wages are right, there'll be a sell-on, heavy sell-on um, with being a Benfica youth. But that's all part of it. Like, you know, we're here in between two and six. And if I, I think if it's anywhere in, in that range, probably looking to sign him at the end of the season now. Yeah. Brady, you'll see the question on your screen. So it's Jim Bob that's put it to us, thinking Bernardo would be worth every penny if it is six. What do you think? I've seen you shaking your head. Oh, I'm all over it. All over. Oh, I think. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a real, a real player. Um, he's physically. He, he likes getting stuck in. That's one thing. You know, maybe didn't expect that from that type of player. But, you know, we didn't know what to expect because he's a, a young guy. I've not seen that much before he joined. But he gets tore in, which we like. But he's also combined that with uh, ability. You know. And also a desire to get on the ball. He's not scared. He's maybe found his confidence. Maybe that's what we're seeing now. He's found his feet. Um, he's finding himself in positions to score goals. I know he never got any. He didn't get uh, a goal himself tonight. But he's finding himself in the box. Done on Saturday as well. He could have got a, could have got a couple of goals on Saturday. O'Reilly was the same when he when his first kind of season. He would find himself in positions. He just didn't find the net. Still contributed enough to play. So I, I would be, uh, I, he's got a good balance to the team as well. I think uh, when at a point when we were saying we need that third midfield spot sorted because it was really affecting us, he's came in, young player, and he's took it on his shoulders. And I think, I, I, I've no doubt he's going to get better and better and better. And I think when it gets to the point where it's six million, I think we'll all be, I think we'll all be, uh, we'll be off our heads not to sign, sign him for six million if that's the deal. Yeah, I think the, the signs over the last few weeks are really, really promising. And as I say, if he can hold on to that third spot with Real Hattati breathing down his neck, that would say something, you know, in general. But he's going to he's going to get many more opportunities between now and the end of the season to show us everything that he's got. And I think that's pretty exciting. And I mentioned James, he's only young, he's 21, he's 22 this month, January. And I think more and more folk there he picked up man of the match tonight, didn't he? More and more folk are are getting on the Bernardo train and and let's see where that takes us. Um, Bridal, we've got to cover Greg Taylor because he's a man who's come in for loads of criticism. Uh, we've we've dug him up at various points in the last few months. But the last two games, tonight and Saturday, big, very, very important games for Celtic. He stood up to be counted. And James makes the point. There's no secret, I don't think, that Celtic are in the, in the market for a, a new left back. Players know that. Players know the noise that's going around. And Greg Taylor knows that he has to step up and... What his future at Celtic might be, nobody really knows. But all you can do is is take your opportunities when they're there. And his job isn't to score goals, but he's been given a chance to do so tonight, and it's a brilliant finish. I think Greg Taylor could have scored. Well, he could have, he should have taken a chance on Saturday to get himself a Glasgow Derby goal because he should swung his right foot and it probably scored only five yards for a goal. So he's finding himself in these positions the last few games. Um, the one thing about Greg Taylor, nobody can ever argue, is that he gives a hundred percent effort. Nobody's nobody will ever argue that. Sometimes the quality when he goes in the middle of the party does actually look pretty decent, and he's been doing that a lot more as well the last few games. But tonight, um, he made it for uh, O'Reilly's goal. It's actually uh, Greg Taylor's run which takes the defenders away, which creates the space for Bernardo. So he's influencing the game, perhaps not directly unlike his goal where he completely directly does it on his own. It's a cracking finish, but again, he's making that run. Bernardo, O'Reilly are starting to find these passes that perhaps they weren't doing before. Um, it also helps the team, I think, with Maida coming in. Now, I know he's not always on Taylor's side because um, Palmer's tends to be there, but 
Defences, I think, are having to drop five or ten yards because they made this pace. Um, and that's creating a bit more space perhaps for other players. But Greg Taylor, I, I don't have a single problem with Greg Taylor being in our squad. I don't have a single problem with his attitude. But I have a problem with the fact he's not. there's nothing for him to compete against. And there's nobody, And I think we need a different type of left-back um, at different stages of, of the game. Champions League, you know, or whatever. So there definitely needs to be that. So it's not to be overly harsh on him because a lot of the, the times we are hard on him, it's, it's not without fact, you know, it's just not been good enough. Um, and his final ball can be better, all that kind of stuff. But that goal, the goal he takes, if he could do that more often, we'd all be, we wouldn't be shouting as much for another left back. So fair play to him tonight for his performance. I thought he was excellent, like really, really good. Um, and yeah, he'll probably not want the break, to be fair, because he seems to have come onto a game. So... You certainly don't want the transfer window that James has said, and maybe that's what he's maybe that's where he got a wee bit of extra ten percent from. But uh, aye, listen, I, I, I'm I'm glad he's there, um, but at the same time, he needs to be competing against somebody who we think can offer more than he can, and that's where I am with the left back yeah. situation. And all the noise that we've heard is about Thiago Rijo, the Estoril left back, who is another former uh, Benfica. Uh, youth player, as was Bernardo and uh, Jota and various others. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, regarding that side of things. Just to address things as well, James, Greg Taylor, uh, done the celebration, the fingers in the ears and, and shutting out the noise type um, celebration. I think a few guys at the start of, of this recording were, were commenting about it, saying they don't quite like that approach. I'm quite sure my interpretation of that is that that was aimed at the St Martin fans who were just to his left, who gave him all sorts of grief when he got caught. He got caught quite a bad one in the shin went down injured and got booed for the rest of the game. I'm pretty sure it was directed at them, but what's your own take on that? We're 100% that. Um, I thought, I expected better for St Martin fans, to be honest with you. That, that's a really poor read of a game of football. Two guys going at pace. Um, he's coming, he's, all it needs is a wee clip there. And it's in a really slow position. You could see um, the, you know, he's, he's taken that knock and he's needed a bit of time to run off. He, he ran off, so he ran to run it off, and they start giving him a hard time as if he should just like crawl about for the rest of the game. You know, there's only one way to run a, a, a knock off is to run, and he's come on running and they, they get stuck in there. So it was exactly for them. Um, he could maybe have been standing in a better position to make it completely clear, but it was definitely for the St. Martin fans, not for Celtic fans. If it was for Celtic fans, I'd be the one getting the most. Yeah, I think so. Um, but no, fair play, Greg Taylor. Um, Played well tonight, he enjoyed his goal and rightly so, brilliant finish. Uh, James, a couple of other subs not long after, so Abada comes on for Maeda, 63 minutes, and at the same time, Lager Bielka for Navrocki. Was it a farewell appearance for Lager Bielka? A short window, kind of game time in the legs. Um, I think part of it is that after the third goal, the contest is over, so Navrocki's still on a, a path back to fitness. He's, he's playing a wee bit earlier than maybe we'd would have wanted him to, so there's no point in burning him on 90 minutes when you've got, you know, another guy there that the game's pretty comfy by this stage. So yeah, but why not bring Lager Bielko on? So it's fine there, and he did fine. You know, it, it, it nothing too too heavy to do. Um, but I think to you know, some Brian mentioned earlier on in Navrotsky, I think you could see that um, pace on Lager Bielka definitely isn't there, and I think that's what's going to cost him in the end. Um, he's full of endeavour and application and stuff, and. He's a good, strong defender, but I think maybe just pace is, is going to cost him. Um, and then the other one was for Abada for Maeda, was it? Yeah, Abada comes in for Maeda, same time, yeah. yeah. 
So again, you know, more game time. Another guy coming back from the um, the treatment room and a, you know a long time off and a fan's favourite and all that stuff. So I'm delighted to see him getting more more game time. He could have had a goal, maybe even two, and he was unlucky. Um, he did a wee bit of badder stuff where he's not quite executed his cross as as well as he should. Um, he's lost the ball a couple of times and he's fouling the guy getting back. That's always frustrating to see. But I think it's just step by step and. What an asset to have for the second half of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, Brado, lots of chances at this time for Celtic. I'll catch their goalie's name in a second, but he said plenty stops. Is it Hemming? Zach Hemming. Um, he's, he's done his job tonight and managed to keep it at three. And there's nothing to get really frustrated about. Celtic are making loads of chances. They're throwing bodies on the line and Scales has hit the post with one. James mentioned a chance that Bernardo had that he's made a wonder save at and all sorts of things, you know, at different times across the 90 minutes. And do you have any great issues or concerns about the, the finishing or was it just one of those games in terms of, you know, could have been more, but we'll be happy enough with three? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we can begrudge a 3-0 away victory at this stage based on what we've seen so far. I think the performance was really good. Three goals away from home. Okay, 10 men for 45 minutes. We sh- could we do more? I don't know. You know, you sometimes get that that the goalkeeper just makes these saves and has a decent night, which keeps it respectable. So, no, I've no issue with that. If somebody says it's a three 0 win, away you go enjoy your break. We'd all have accepted it. So, I don't think we could get too greedy and expect to get you know six or seven 0 wins at St Mirren. Who again, a good manager. I think they've got a really good manager and uh, they've got a decent wee team that uh, that. Uh, I kind of like seeing them do well. They're normally quite an honest team. Like I was, I was the same with James. I was disappointed with the the, the fans' reaction with Taylor as well. So um, they're not normally like that, to be fair. So um, yeah, they're they're a good side. So three 0 away win, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, last couple of subs Celtic have made. So it's O and Hatati coming on um, seventy odd minutes. O for Kyogo. Hatati for Bernardo. We'll get to Hatati in just a second, Brido, but decent question that came in earlier on. Um, well worth discussing. Martin McCarthy asking, asking, do you know this guy, first of all, Brido? That's my, that's my younger brother. He doesn't <laughs> have a clue what he's talking about, by the way. So, <laughs> so, so Martin asked the question, and it's a good question. What is the future of O? I've heard James talk about it a few times, but Brido, what's your own thoughts on, on where he's at? He'll obviously go to the Asian Cup now, and, and good luck to him and the others heading out there, but in terms of his development at Celtic, where's he, where's he at right now and what's the future for him? I think he's in a similar position as to what Yang should be in the wing position. You know, he's he shouldn't be charged with starting games and, 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 and winning as them. I think we need to have an, at least another striker there to help Kyogo. And I think O should be drip-fed um, into games where there is that less pressure, you know, and until we can see that he's going to uh, produce the goods on a reliably regular level, uh, attributes-wise, he, he's got something. You know, he's strong. He, he's he's got full of endeavour. Sometimes I think he's trying too hard. You know, like as a you want somebody just to be relaxed, you'd be, you know, icing your veins in front of goal. He's not got that. He needs to just get a bit more, find more composure in the big moments. And I think he'll score a lot more goals. Um, but I like his attitude towards it all. I like his energy. Um, he throws himself about. He does. He's not scared to get involved, which is different to what we've got. So that's important. We've got that option too. So I think it's important that he's there. But I think he's probably just one player too close to playing at the minute. I think there needs to be another player. Let's say Kyogo's one. 
somebody who we know is a, a proven goal scorer with proven quality, and an O should be, I reckon, the kind of third choice striker that's maybe slightly different to the other two. That's where I, and he'll, and he'll fit, he'll have a place in the squad, you know, and that and that should then hopefully develop as, you know, as a season or two goes on, we can then see what he's really, what he's really got in the tank. Yeah, because I think he does have something to offer. And I think you agree that as well, James. I think you, you can see certain attributes in him, but it's maybe too early in his development. And like some of the other guys that we've mentioned, we've thrown a one at nothing each and one nil down and, and expect him just to turn it on. And it's maybe too much too soon for, for a young player like that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how him and the other guys fare in the Asian Cup. That starts in about 10 days' time. So you've got Owen Yang heading out from a South Korea point of view, Maeda and Hitati for Japan, and Marco Tilio, who doesn't, play much for us at all but he's getting the nod for Australia so it gives us some sort of interest over the the kind of middle end of January to keep a wee eye on that. James, big news obviously Rio Hattati making his return, that's his first game since that Atletico Madrid game at home comes on in 71 minutes, gets 20-25 minutes um, not hugely involved no massive chances but you just see a, a class player in Hattati I thought some of his one and two touch stuff was really sharp and again it's just a a reintroduction game today. He'll go away with Japan and we'll see how that goes. But he's a great player and it's got to be big news for Celtic to get him back. It's massive, you know, and it was... You wouldn't have minded seeing him maybe for five, ten minutes if the game was comfier on Saturday there. But, you know, once they sneaked one back, you'd really be taking chances for having to get into blood and thunder tackle. So tonight was perfect. You're three up. The game's done. Get him on for some minutes in the legs. And what it does, it just scribbling down... If you take the kind of development stuff to the side, it makes you have, you've got five guys for three positions in Hatate, Matt O'Reilly, um, Bernardo, Callum McGregor, and Tomoki. That that's a totally different prospect. See if we were going into the Champions League with that as your your five core to pick three from and two in the bench. I think we're sitting in a different place here, but injuries, poor signings, whatever it may be, um, or too many development signs as as it was as cost us. So having a fairly Hatate. Much as I'm saying about Abada, exact same as I'm saying about Abada, that's you now going into the second half of the league, finishing really strong and improving, <laughs> improving without signing anyone. And I know the board are thinking, don't need to sign anyone, but you do. Yeah, you'll have seen potentially seen the gif. I think it was E Tim's that put up during the game, and it was after Celtic went maybe two or three up, and it was them putting the piggy bank back in the safe and. I hope there's nothing of the sorts going on. Uh, Brendan Rodgers is playing it down a wee bit just now. You might have heard his comments saying we're looking to get one or two in the door. Now, I don't know if that's just an expression. One or two could mean could mean one player. It could mean four players. So we just need to kind of sit tight on that. But, James, it would be more than foolish, beyond foolish, if the board thought, do you know what, we're actually doing okay. We've beat Rangers. Let's do nothing. They must 100% back Brendan Rodgers. Because if they do, they'll be rewarded. You know, it's... You spend the money, you'll get the returns from this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think we can hold off um, goalie-wise until the summer. I think we'd be better if we didn't, but I think we can just about get away with that. But Taylor needs that competition because first of February comes, no transfer window for a few months, he can just take it easy again. So he did need that sign in. If that um, Benfica youth boy, uh, Estero guy signs, then I think that's like the kind of level we should be looking at. But striker for me is the big, big one. We need a really strong striker that's going to just bang in the goals week, week in, week out. Provide competition for Kyogo there um, and let O come in, much like the others we've talked about, where they can get their 15, 20 minutes, maybe get a goal when you're you know, two goals, three goals up when the confidence, confidence is high. Um, he was unlucky not to score tonight, the big man, but 
he just is that development player. So we 100% need to finish the transfer window strong. Um, and it's left back and striker all day for me. It, it, the exact same for me. In that order, James, left back first, striker second. Then we can worry about other areas elsewhere. Um, Bridal, but just in terms of the, the current squad, you know, the guys that are there right now, there's going to be a lot of bodies moved on. I've mentioned Nat Phillips and guys like Adaguchi will move on. James McCarthy might move on. Kobe Ashe, maybe even Lager Belka that we've spoken about. Lots of guys will, will go on to pastures new and good luck to them. But what about the guys that are going to stay? The guys that Brendan Rodgers has been working with for the first six months of his time back here. Where do you think they'll all be with the manager now? You know, it takes time to build trust. It takes time to get used to new systems, style of play. But ultimately, results on the park are, are what proves what you're all about. And the fact that they've gone and they've had that big one at Ibrox together back in September, they've had a huge one at Parkhead against them on Saturday. They've now gone four wins in the bounce for the first time this season. Things are starting to turn. We've mentioned it before. Things are starting to click. Where do you think the relationship between Brendan Rodgers and his players will now be? I think Brendan Rodgers has always worked better when he has a, a smaller pool that he trusts week in, week out. And we've seen that with his first stint with us. We've seen it when he was at Liverpool, we've seen it when he was at Leicester. So we've seen it all the way through his career that he doesn't like to utilise a you know, 25-man squad, if you like. He's probably looking more about 18 players or something along the lines of 18 to 20. Um, now, for that that then means he's been using this time to perhaps whittle down the ones that he would include within that smaller group. Because he's, he has said, you know, it's no secret that we have too many players both for finances and I imagine training is a nightmare at times <laughs> for so many people at the training session. So, um, and there's no point, for me, there's no point in having players like Forrest mm. or Johnson, sorry, Tino, um, or Bernabe or McCartney, because they're not, even if they're available, and let's say we have 15 injuries and they're there, they're still not good enough. So therefore, what's the point in them being there? So for me, for the squad to be better and for us to show progress to where we were before, they need to not be there and be replaced with <clears throat> players that can lightly challenge the players in the positions now. So Greg Taylor would be going from our first-choice left-back to the sub-left-back. That would be progress because we've found somebody better than what we've got. Um, Maida and Abada, I don't like the two of them playing the same team together a lot, but um, you know, for me, they, if, if they were two starting wingers, am I happy? I don't think I am. I think I want something better than what they were because Jota was better than what they were. So right now, I think he's finding out. I think a winger, a striker and a left-back would be the three positions for me. But I think what Rodgers has done and has been doing with these inconsistent team selections, he must have had some method in his madness, I'd imagine. Even today, you know, taking Novotsky off and putting Lagerbielka, he's not doing it to see Lagerbielka. He knows, he knows he's probably not a fan of his and he's probably going out the door. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. January's never normally the time to do a clear-out. Very seldom see, you know, seven, eight, nine players leaving. So, although I do think that's what we need. I think they need like, a proper clear-out they did in, in the summer. So I think he's going to start to whittle it down. And what we've seen tonight, with Hatati and Abada coming back um, and Yang coming on as a sub and that type of thing. Add in the two or three signings he's talking about with quality. I think we're doing okay. And I think we're okay with the goalkeeper position until the summer. It's, a, it's quite a kind of bespoke position, isn't it? So I think he knows what he needs. Um, and hopefully he gets the backing to do that. <clears throat> yeah, I think 
And it can be easier said than done just to move guys on. You know, I think of guys like Kobayashi, he'll be on very decent money at Celtic having come from Japan. So if he's to go back to Japan, he won't get a deal on the same money if he returns to where he came from. So it might be loan guys for, for some of these, loan moves, sorry, for some of these guys as we try and work it out. But there's easily six, seven, eight, nine guys you could mention. I, I'm even forgetting Burnaby, Brido. I've mentioned various others, Kobayashi, McCarthy, all these kind of guys. There's so many guys that just do not have a future at Celtic. Liam Shaw is still a Celtic player. Um, guys like that, there, there's no way back for them. Johnny Kenny, can't see him making it in a Celtic shirt. All, all these various players, James. But let's take it back to now. You know, We're going to do various shows in the next couple of weeks to fill the gaps. And we'll certainly do a transfer show and a few other things. But for now, James, we find ourselves... Get into this break in a, in a pretty decent position. You know, obviously there's two games in hand for Rangers. They still to get eight points clear. Could be reduced to two, but you know we're in the driving seat or their destiny's in our own hands to use that term. So your overall summary, James, of where we find ourselves at least on the park. Get into this winter break and your own final thoughts on tonight's one at St Mirren. I mean, I'll take the win first of all. I thought it was massive. Um, that could have been a tricky game. You know, I've got a lot of respect for Stephen Robinson as a, as a coach. Um, and I think if it wasn't for the two quick goals, it might have been a different game. But there was two quick goals, so the game was, you know, they were they were right behind the eight ball from the start, and and we we took that forward to get a big win there. Um, yeah, I, I think if you see where we are now compared to three weeks ago when we're all running about with hair and fire, myself included, and the way the players have responded to that, it's been been amazing. So, like I said earlier, on top of the show. It's now over the recruitment team, and I hope you're all looking forward to the 1st of February Meltdown podcast, and we look back at the transfer window. Yeah, the Meltdown show is on the way. Uh, but Brido, uh, following Saturday's win, as mentioned, it was so important to get the three points tonight. That's exactly what we've got. So your final thoughts for this one? Yeah, I think we've, we've um, <clears throat> came through a, a difficult spell, um, both the things off the park and on the park, you kind of... Um, stuff for the Green Brigade and all that kind of stuff. Things seem to have settled down, I think. I think that's the best way I'd describe it. It's a bit calmer. It's settled down. There's a bit more logic in all of our thinking, maybe, but not as knee-jerk, hopefully. And I think that will be reflected by the club uh, in the next few weeks. I think the manager's made it very clear. And my sincere hope is that they'll that they'll listen to that and they'll, and they'll act accordingly and they'll get the players in for the positions that it's not just some of us, it's all of us, every single person that watches Celtic says left-back and a striker, a left-back goalkeeper, a striker. So we all can't be wrong. We've all been watching football for a long time. We've all been watching Celtic for a long time. So hopefully they, they, we get those in. And I think then the the, the kind of good feeling, positivity um, grows arms and legs and, and, and uh, it takes us to where we need to be. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And Brido, as you said, everyone's saying goalie left back striker, and even guys, guys like Michael Nicholson, he's a football fan, he's a Celtic fan, he watches the same games we see, and I think he sees the need for that as well. James isn't hugely confident that Celtic will do the business over the next few weeks, but we can only hope and pray that they manage to do so. Um, obviously, we'll know now that Celtic are away till the twenty first of January. It's the Bucky Thistle game in the Scottish Cup. But what we'll do, we'll have plenty of shows between now and then to fill the gaps. We'll be back on Monday, as always, with the weekly show, and we'll have something between now and then uh, just to keep things ticking over. A big thanks to everyone for joining us in the YouTube Live, as always. If you're following on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to the channel and give us a wee like there. It makes a big difference. And if you do listen in podcast version, please follow us on Apple or Spotify and leave a review where you can. But in the meantime, my thanks to James and Bridal for joining us here. Our thanks, as always, to yourself, and we'll catch you again very soon.
Podcast Network.